Welcome to the S. McGrath Podcast, where I talk about what it means to live a Christian life as a divorced single mom in my 40s and share tips and stories to help you become who God created you to be. My name is Esme and I will be your host. If you're ready to have fun, grab a cup of coffee and let's hang out. Hello and welcome to another episode of this podcast. I am super excited that you're hanging out with me today. The last episode was all about the bad habits we need to avoid in relationships and the good ones that we need to cultivate. If you didn't catch that episode, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to it. I talked all about the three unhealthy C's of relationships, competing, comparing, and criticizing, and the three life-given G's of relationships, growth, grace, and gratitude. Someone asked me, what is the one unhealthy C that I have to work at the hardest? And I have to tell you that for me, that would be comparison. As a mom, I have compared myself to other moms. Or sometimes I compare myself to people who are my age. I compare their accomplishments to my accomplishments. So I have to be very intentional to reframe my way of thinking when I catch myself doing that. This podcast is all about discovering new and practical ways to live a Christian life. And I believe with my whole heart that even though it may be challenging at times, living a Christian life and becoming who God created us to be is not impossible. Make sure you have a fresh cup of coffee or tea or whatever you're drinking because you don't want to miss what I have for you during this episode. So today I want to shine the light on relationships that we have in our lives that we don't necessarily talk about. When we look in the mirror, there are a gazillion things that we can pick about ourselves that we either don't like or are not happy with. And I constantly have to check my thoughts, my actions, and words when it comes to this subject. Lucky for me, I have a friend who has helped me see myself in a different light. And she is always influencing me with healthy ways to view myself as an individual. And so there's a lot of things that I can say about my friends, but this one friend in particular has truly made an impact in my life and how I view myself as a person. Here with me today is one of my best friends, fitness coach and bodybuilding competitor, the one and only Rhoda Weck. Yay! Hey! What's up? All right, Rhoda, I can say so many things about you because we go way back. And I truly don't know how back we go because who's counting anyways? But we have been friends for quite some time now. And oh my goodness, there's so much I can say about you as a person, as a fitness coach, as an athlete, and also as the lead singer for one of the coolest local bands. Shout out, Duchess. <laughs> Yay, of course. And so for those who may not know who you are, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, and just who you are? Well, Esme, thanks for having me on this podcast. Super excited. As you know, you kind of alluded to, I, I work a lot of hats. So <laughs> I work at the gym, at Workout Anytime, part-time. I also coach with my team. 
um, DNA training and nutrition. Um, I also sing with uh, the rock band Duchess. So I kind of wear a lot of hats, but in particular to training and fitness, um, I'll talk about that a little bit more. Uh, I got my personal training certification with ACE, which is the American Council on Exercise in 2018. And so I've been coaching lifestyle clients for probably the last two years now. Um, I don't coach any competitors. Um, They're all lifestyle clients and primarily women who are interested in getting into lifting weights, um, feeling more comfortable in the gym, um, wanting to to be tone, quote unquote. And so I put together workout programs tailored to their goals. Tell me, what is it that you like the most about being a trainer? What is the most fun? When is Coach Rhoda having the most fun as a trainer? Oh man, it brings me so much joy to help show women what they are capable of. You know, it's like break the boundaries that they thought was possible. Um, to help them embrace their bodies, help them love and own their own journeys. Uh, For me personally, the empowerment that I've found in the whole process of building strength and muscle, not being afraid of lifting heavy has been a game changer. So seeing and feeling the results physically and emotionally in my life, I mean, it's just completely changed the way I view health and fitness and how I live. And that's something I've grown more and more passionate about and why I love to share it and show women what is possible and kind of maybe show them a better way or a different way to get to their goals. Um, I might not do the nutrition meal planning side of the house, but I'm always talking about whole health, focusing on long term, sustainable, maintainable solutions fueling the body right, and just not living in fear of over-restriction, which is kind of largely the diet culture that we see today. Oh, man, you just touch on something that it's really, it's so real for me, something that I've experienced myself. And I know that I, I have talked to other people and they've mentioned that, you know, even though you you just called it something really cool, which is like living in fear of restriction in diet culture. Tell me a little bit more about that. Well, the fear of over-restriction, there's so many approaches. And I mean, you only need to hear keto, low carb, uh, Mediterranean lifestyle. You know, you have Whole30, you have Danny, but you have so many different approaches to weight loss. You know, like the big thing everybody wants to do is like lose weight. So it kind of demonizes some food groups in some sense, like in sometimes like, oh, low fat is bad. Now bread is bad. Now, oh no, potatoes are bad. You know, yeah. so it kind of like demonizes food groups. And so now when you have all of that information, what's left, like what's good to actually do, you know, and now they're like, oh, you have to do organic because, you know, you have GMO and, you know, all that other stuff. So it's like, there's so much information that you can kind of be, afraid of which one to do because there's so much opinion surrounding food. (laughs) As far as diet culture, we see so many programs, um, supplements out there targeting women's fears and wanting to like lose weight. And they can kind of do this a little bit in an unhealthy way. Like there's, you know, like extremes, there's transformations, there's quick fixes, there's pills. I mean, you name it there's going to be a company out there that's going to try to sell you their stuff to get that quick fix and trying to constantly live in that. That's what, that's where you get the yo-yoing. That's where you get the roller coaster. And, you know, I've done all of that stuff. So I know the toll that it takes 
gaining weight, losing it, gaining it, regaining it. And it's just, you know, that's a roller coaster that is a whole nother podcast in itself. <laughs> is that, is that my cute? Is that my hint to have you back? Cause I love to do that too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would be nice if the quick fix worked, but you know, like it doesn't because then it just takes you for that ride. And then you've spent all this money and, you know, you're back to where you started in square one. And that, that just wreaks havoc on, you know, emotions and your mentality, you know, and your lifestyle. It's like, what can you do? Is this how you want to live? Um, so this summer, I got to finally attend. Well, it was my first bodybuilding competition, not your first one, but I've never seen anything like this ever in my life and it was super exciting i mean it was pretty cool i mean it, there was like all these categories all these people going through the stage and, <laughs> and the judges and all that i mean this this was intense this is no joke i mean it was super super cool to to watch you on the stage and so tell me what is it like for you to set foot on the stage what do you feel when you get up on stage what is competing like the best way to describe it is like a high. I mean, you get up there and you have like the adrenaline going and then, you know, like the sparkles and the glam, you know, you're all made up. And so even though you're on stage for maybe 10, 15 seconds, you know, it just goes by. It's like all of your hard work that, you know, you've spent for months in prep has finally come to like your moment to shine, like on stage, show it off. <laughs> so it's really cool to just kind of, go through that experience. And like I said, it's like an adrenaline rush. And it's like, oh, all your hard work is like, you, this is what you showcase, you know, on stage. So that's been really cool to like, you know, experience. That's my favorite part. <laughs> yeah, super cool. And so this past, um, this last competition that I attended was what competition for you? How many competitions have you done? My most recent one in October that you went to, that was my fourth show. I would say, okay, so you've been doing this for a little bit. So can you share your journey with us? And did you have that moment when you were like, well, I'm going to, I'm just going to get started with this journey and I'm going to do competitions. Like how, how did you even come to this where you are right now? Before I got into bodybuilding, I actually dabbled in several other fitness endeavors. Like I did beach body programs, like Insanity. I did CrossFit. I did boot camp. I tried yoga, hot yoga, Pilates, all that stuff. So nothing really stuck. And I'd stop because I either got hurt or the novelty wore off. And others, I just did not enjoy like running. I know a lot of people run. I know you love to run. But for me, I trained for one half marathon. And after I crossed that finish line, I was like, never again. Like, it is not me, not my sport, not what I enjoy. <laughs> and so um, bodybuilding kind of entered the picture in July of 2020. And I had one big thing on my bucket list that I wanted to cross off and I wanted to compete in a competition. So it was just a big pie in the sky dream. Like, I never really thought that I would... I don't know. I kind of figured it would be just like one and done next. And so I hired my coach, Natasha, in November of 2020. I did my first body building competition in 2021. And right after that, like I just fell in love with the sport, like everything about it. I enjoyed. I love training. I love the prep, the posing, the glitz, the glam, spray tan, you know, the community and just the whole process. Like I found a growing passion in it 
and it felt really good. So since then, like I said, I've done three more shows and I won overall the last one. So it's been a big like life highlight. And so, yeah, I'm just going to continue with it. I said in the beginning, as long as I'm having fun and as long as, you know, I'm healthy, I'm going to continue. And so sky's the limit at this point. Tell me, what is the biggest challenge that you face? Okay, there are so many challenges, but one of the biggest ones is managing expectations. In bodybuilding, there are really two phases. You're either in prep or you're off season. So you're either like leaning out and trying to get all ripped and shreddy or you're bulking and you're trying to gain muscle. They kind of don't exist together. And so they're almost polar opposites of each other in terms of what your focus is. You know, it's not as clear cut as less food, more cardio, get shredded, more food, less cardio, gain all the muscles, <laughs> you know, because like the body is going to do what the body is going to do. And then you add in hormones and then you add in outside stressors and family and life and, you know, life events. So that can be a huge mind game, like constantly reevaluating the whys and the sacrifices required when it comes to the lifestyle I want to live and the goals that I have set. I have to always ask myself, is what I'm doing worth it? And is what I'm doing actually working? So super important to keep revisiting because priorities are going to shift all the time. And so many factors come into play when it comes to you know, the progress of where you're trying to go could be a lot of trial and error, but it's so fun. And, you know, managing expectations becomes super important. I know that you and I have had long conversations about this next question, but I'm going to ask it here because I do, I, I know what you think. And, and I, this is one of the ways that you have always encouraged me. And I do want other people to know your thoughts on this um, in regards to the sport or just bodybuilding or just becoming healthier and stronger and using some of the bodybuilding, you know, exercises per se to become a healthier person. Tell me something that it's untrue or rumors or things that people talk about that are not true or just maybe just misunderstanding that people have in regards to bodybuilding. Um, one of the biggest misconceptions, I think, with bodybuilding in particular is that it is a sport based purely on aesthetics, on what you look like, you know, nothing else. So what you see is what you get <laughs> You know, it doesn't have it doesn't matter how much a person's gone through, doesn't matter what happened the day before, like what you see on stage is what you get. So a lot of people will think that maybe like competitors are maybe shallow or very looks obsessed because it is just based on aesthetics. But that's kind of farthest from the truth in my own personal experience. I've met some of the most supportive people in this sport. And even though we may be competing, you know, in the same category, there's like a mutual understanding and respect and camaraderie that exists within the competitors. And it's it's a beautiful thing. It's like, hey, I see you, girl. Like, I know what you went through. I went through it, too. It freaking sucked, but we did it. And, you know, here we're here to to shine. You know, we can all shine on stage with that. So it's like queens uplifting queens. And it's been really cool to actually meet women that have that same mentality and that same mindset. Awesome. And I, I can say that that's kind of what I saw when I went to your competition, you know, afterwards, you were hanging out with some some of your fellow competitors. 
it, it was it wasn't what I was, I was expecting, but I was like, okay, they're all really friendly, and that that was pretty cool. So I I can definitely say that I experienced that as well. What is something that you want people not to do in order to keep the integrity of the sport or just in general the idea of fitness? In regards to the sport itself, like yes, it's an extreme sport and it requires a lot of time commitment. Some people take that to the extreme. And so one of the dangers is having the wrong mindset, like placing your worth in a placement or maybe competing to beat somebody else or comparing, you know, their own progress to somebody else or what does that person's body look like compared to mine? Um, Really, it should be about, yes, it's competing, but it really should be about beating your own self or your past self. That's what I feel like it should be about. You know, like trying to beat yourself or what you look like before is good and all, but it can also be taken to a further extreme in another wrong mindset, which could lead to another danger. And this is trying to rush the process and go about it in ways at the detriment of your own health, risking your health or injury. And that's just going to set you for a lot more disappointment and a lot more setbacks. Bottom line is bodybuilding or not, we can all improve in some way. And anything worthwhile is going to take work and discipline and consistency. Yes, longer for some than others. And results will never come as quickly as we want it to. But over time, that's what progress is really about. You know, everybody is different. Every body is different. The best thing you can do is just hold on, stay in your own lane and just enjoy your own journey because that's what it's really about. Not just the end product of what you look like on stage. Man, it, it, I know that it takes a lot of discipline and you talk about, you know, just when you're there, you're really competing just against yourself. You talk about having the right mindset and I can see those things in you. So what is your advice for someone who struggles with self-image? Well, first off, we know, you know, we're talking about relationships and we know relationships take work, especially ones with ourselves. Because we are often, as you know, our own worst critics. We can talk ourselves into and out of so many things and it changes within the minute, within the day. And so uh, with all that being said, it's worth it to put in work on ourselves and the way we think about ourselves. You know, I talk a lot about mindset, but it's all about choices. And it really does start with your mind. And like, this is biblical too. Like in Proverbs 4, 23, it says, be careful how you think your life is shaped by your thoughts. So mindset really is everything, you know, your actions, your thoughts become your actions. And that's the importance of like knowing what you're choosing. So my message is be empowered to make those choices that improve you and your quality of life, whatever that may look like. And you can further extrapolate this to others of area, other areas of your life to not just food and fitness. Like there's inner growth work, emotional, spiritual work, coping mechanisms, relationship with food, with the mirror, with the scale, setting boundaries at work or your circle or your environment. Like there's so many things out there. Just pick one, one thing at a time. Replace those current daily habits and thoughts with new ones that actually serve a purpose with your goal in mind. And then from there, you can learn, adapt, grow, and repeat. You know, like my inner desires for people to know that their worth is far deeper than what is in the mirror or a number on the scale. And ultimately appreciating and really embracing like who 
and whose you are. Like take care of your temples, like your body, and do something good for body and mind and spirit because it's all connected. There's no way that one thing is going to, you know, not affect the other and it's just going to go in a circle. So the more that you can work on yourself in all areas of your health, like the healthier you will be. So in regards to bodybuilding and your faith, how will you say... Do you see your faith and your character as a Christian woman play out in this environment? I think it's been one of the sweetest things having like my worlds collide. Like I have my bodybuilding side of things and then I have, you know, like the church and like the Christian side of things. But when they really intersect, like it's been it's been really cool. And there have been lots of instances where they have intersected, whether like people recognize me from church or from the gym and vice versa. It's opened the doors to so many cool and unexpected conversations. A lot of people call them divine appointments. You know, I had often prayed for God to show me where I'm supposed to be. And I feel like it's in those moments that affirm that I'm I'm right where I need to be. Like ministry can happen anywhere and everywhere. And I've been able to speak life and encouragement into fellow competitors or even just folks at the gym. And likewise, I've also been able to help people from the church who've reached out to me because they know what I'm doing. And, you know, I've actually had quite a few clients from the church, you know, help help them take steps towards their own health journeys. Like what makes it so sweet is it's really me just doing me and doing what I feel like I've been called to do. And like there's a reason why I felt compelled to share even just out of the joy of my own discoveries and my own journey, being able to kind of like share that and communicate what I'm about, you know, it's been able to to come across to like my spheres of influence without me even having to like say anything. Like whether people have told me I inspire them or that I'm a light or I've made them think about or rethink their purpose. It's really just kind of the power of like my testimony, right? The light of who Christ is reflected through me. It's really who can you influence within your own circle. So that's been really cool seeing, you know, kind of those worlds play out, you know, in the dynamics of people that I've come across. And this is why we're friends. So now everybody knows. (laughs) (laughs) Before we go, Rhoda, I do have one more hot seat question for you. Are you ready for this? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so here is a question. When do we see you on the stage next? When it comes to bodybuilding? Yeah. Um, (laughs) This year, I'm taking this year off to to grow some more muscle and to kind of be a little bit more flex and live life and travel and not be so strict with my diet. I'm taking this year off to kind of focus on the training side of it. And then I'm going to flip gears to start competing next year. And so I'm hoping to get um, on the national stage in 2025. That's kind of the the big goal. Um, So probably summer of 2025 is when you'll see me. Well, my friend, thank you for being here with us today. I will continue to cheer on you always and forever. Love you tons. And we'll talk later. Thanks, friend. Love you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. My hope and prayer is that you will be inspired to make changes in your life to become a better person and have a relationship with God. Remember, you have one life, one reason, and one story. Go live life differently.